Hey folks, make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep, I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I am, of course, your host and resident silly boy Thor, joined today, as always, by my friend and co-host. He's just a small town boy, born and raised in South Detroit. Hopped a midnight train, going anywhere, everywhere. All at once, it's Micah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as it's out of Detroit. <laughs> Still doesn't have clean water. Folks. Yeah, so- <laughs> sorry, Detroitians, if you're listening. I just don't want to be where you are. Uh, <laughs> all the love, though, from, from not Detroit. <laughs> so, so, Thor... Um, we are we are joined again by our good friend Zach Bolton. I am DZ Zach. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Always a pleasure. Yeah, and uh, today we're going to be getting into everything, everywhere, all at once. And I mean, this is kind of like the talk of the town right now. It is, yeah, of old Tinsel Town. <laughs> <laughs> no, every I've. Uh, this when you recommended this to me, I was like, "Oh, sweet! This has kind of been on my list because I've heard nothing but good things. I've heard nothing but like great things about how good it is." And honestly, I was like, "Can it live up to the hype?" Sure. So uh, I'm excited to talk about this one. Yeah. So uh, recently, the SAG Awards just happened, yeah. or the, uh, and that's the Screen Actors Guild Awards, and this thing swept. At the SAG Awards. Yeah, it's sweeping everything right now. So it won uh, Best Cast in a Motion Picture, Best Male Actor in a Supporting Role, Best Female Actor in a Supporting Role, Best Female Actor in a Leading Role, Best Female Actor in a Supporting Role. They took it all. Like They just swept, which is kind of funny because I recommended this to you, and then the SAG Awards happened, and then they just took everything, and I'm like, oh, good. That's going to give us something to talk about with this. So, yeah, and, and it's kind of funny. When I recommended this to you, you know who I didn't know did this? The Daniels. The Daniels. Yeah. Uh, of famed Swiss Army man. Uh, Bolton, did you see that? So that was one. So I was in a phase like years and years ago where I would just buy every movie that came out, especially if they looked cool. Sure. I bought Swiss Army man and have yet to take the plastic off of it. <laughs> Oh, Zach. I know. You gotta it's all, watch it. I know, I know. Every time I look at my shelf, I'm like, hey, there's Swiss Army, man. I'm going to rewatch Terminator again. <laughs> I mean, I do the same thing with video games. Uh-huh. Like, oh, man, yep. I, I, bought, I bought the new God of War game. You know what I did instead? The Witcher 3 again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm the same way. I played a couple hours of Ragnarok, but I've 
been playing you know last of us again because of the show so yeah that's that's how you can tell we're getting old man when we're like yeah these new things that are coming out they're really cool but that thing from 10 years ago i think i'd rather do that again it's the safe choice i know i like that yeah Yeah. that's true (laughs) that's true so um yeah so this movie just recently came out was it last year that it came out um written and directed by the daniels so with that being said it, it it's a fairly new film if you haven't seen this yet and you don't want spoilers we are going to talk about this film um it's a good one i think that you should watch this film coming from me we'll see what thor thinks so if you haven't and you want to see this um with no preconceptions or anything then you should probably just pause this go watch the film right now whatever you're doing even if you're in the car pull over and uh see if you can download it somewhere and then just hop hop right back in yeah just just watch that movie and then just hop right back in i got nothing else to do today i don't know if they they're if they're anything like me once they're done watching that movie they're gonna be emotionally fucked up for a couple days (laughs) (laughs) so they might need a little bit of a break yeah so this movie hit me it did it really it hit me on what way thor all the ways all the feelings. Every way? V- very, everything, everywhere, in every hole, and in every way. My <laughs> every eyes, hole. my ears, my nose. <laughs> everything, everywhere, every hole, all at once. Oh, that's, that's an that's entirely gotta, different movie. That, I was going to say, that's got to be a triple X parody already. <laughs> every hole, all at once. Oh. Wow, that took a turn. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, I would say it is funny because we had just reviewed Swiss Army Man like just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and same when you recommend, I also didn't realize it was the Daniels. Yeah. They have this incredible way of mixing all the emotions. This thing is funny. And it's funny in the same way that Swiss Army Man is. That it's like over-the-top, like, raunchy, silly humor. And then it's kind of, like, counterbalanced by this, like, really depressing, dark undertones. And then it has these really uplifting, beautiful scenes. Sure. And then, and cinematically, it, it's just, it looks awesome. It's, it, it's this mix of just everything. It's like, they take everything for that can go into a movie and they're like here you go yeah yeah so i mean yeah genuinely though some of like the darker parts of this movie really fucked me up oh really yeah like i I watched this i was genuinely like affected watching this wow that's interesting so so this film uh just to give a quick brief kind of elevator pitch is is all about a uh an immigrant family who the the main character is played by Michelle is it Yo, Yo? yeah so uh, she plays a character named Evelyn Wang who is married to a guy named Waymond Wang which sounds really awful uh, saying that out loud <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like I should be saying Raymond but I'm not I'm saying Waymond, Waymond. Um, okay anyway so <laughs> with that with that um, they've got a pretty stressful life they own a laundry mat but the, it looks like they're getting audited by the IRS. Jamie Lee Curtis plays the auditor, which is a strange role for her. And then some weird things start happening, and Evelyn starts being approached by alternate versions of her husband 
from different realities and kind of bring this, it brings this weird uh, multiple universe storyline into the forefront of this woman who's just trying to survive and is, is dealing with issues with her daughter, issues with her husband, issues with her dad. And so she, while she's dealing with everyday life as an immigrant in America, all of this supernatural kind of stuff just starts being forced upon her. Yeah. And she's kind of got a, a fight with both of those things at once. So we're going to take it from there. I don't plan to cover every single scene in order in grave detail with this. No. We'd this be movie, sitting here for a while. Yeah, yeah, this movie and this movie's so all I don't think I could. I didn't like write notes. I was too engrossed. I, yeah. I usually take notes on stuff. I genuinely was just like eyes peeled to the screen. So... Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it would be. I don't think it would serve us to try and go plot point through plot point. I don't think we could get it right if we tried. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, it, that would be a tough, yeah. tough one to try. Um, but Zach, what are your first thoughts? Okay, so I'm gonna be the con to your guys' pros for this movie. You're I gonna feel. be the Debbie Downer. Well, and I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna shit on this movie. So the Broody Bolton. <laughs> the Broody Bolton. <laughs> so as far as like the performances go, I loved. All the performances. I think the acting awards that they're racking up is great. I love the resurgence of Short Round, you know, finally, you know, returning to Hollywood after all these years. Because we haven't seen, I think it's K.E. Kwan since, yeah. like, the 80s. Yeah, no, I had to IMDb it. I'm like, who, I, he recognized, and then yeah. I'm like, fucking Goonies. Yeah. Come on, hell Goonies, yeah. Goonies, Temple of Doom, yeah. Like, he kind of had his moment in the sun in the 80s and then, like, disappeared. But I love that, like... He's kind of like reemerged and he is now like Hollywood's darling. Michelle Yeoh, I've always felt like, has been a force in every movie that she's been in. She was in Crouching Tiger. She was Crouching Tiger, yeah. So, like, it's good to see that she's getting recognition. And even Jamie Lee Curtis, Mm -hmm. like, as a horror guy, like, I love Jamie. She's like, she's my girl watching her, you know, in horror movies, you know, since I was a kid. True Lies? That's come on. True Lies? True Lies. Freaky Friday? I'm kidding. Yeah. (laughs) But still, she's probably the best part of that movie. Yeah, but, like, seeing them, like, perform, and I love when actors step outside of, like, their norms. So, like, seeing Jamie Lee do something that's not a horror movie and doing something as random as this and then getting recognized for it, that's great. I love when that happens. Overall, though, this movie, I don't know if it was the hype was too big or that I watched it at 7 o'clock in the morning and it's three hours long (laughs) or, or that it was at the end of, like, a binge where I red boxed like six movies. And this was like the last one that I watched out of mm-hmm. those six. It could have been any one of those things, but like there was nothing really specific about this movie outside of the performances that really just held me. Okay. Like to me, it was a movie. A lot of the times the, like the awards show, like starlet movies that come out like this that like sweep everything. Usually those movies I'm either super hit or super miss on. A lot of times, I like them, but this one, I'm just, like, it's there. It's a movie. I'm going to forget about it in a year. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I, that, you're blowing my mind. I mean, do, do you feel like it was too, like, scattered? Because the actual plot really isn't that in-depth, right? Because it, it, it's like this alternate version of her husband is coming to tell her, like, oh, alternate realities exist. Yeah. There's, a, there's a million of them, and... 
And uh, we're from the Alpha reality because we were the first ones that discovered it. And we figured out you can travel. And you're the one person who can stop this supreme evil. And then it's her jumping into different universes and kind of back and forth between her yeah. universe. And she picks up skills from the other universe. It's really not that complex of like a, a story. Yeah, it's like I don't know if like... It's because some of the universes that they stepped into were really freaking weird, like ja- like Sausage Finger Jamie Lee Curtis, <laughs> or Penis Fingers, or whatever the hell she had in They're that hot one. Dogs. Yeah, hot, hot dog dogs. finger Jamie and they Lee started, Curtis. Started like puking but... up ketchup and mustard and shit. So weird. Yeah, like I, I it just there was just something about this movie that like I was watching. And I was just kind of like, yeah, it's here. It's a movie. I'm not overly impressed by anything outside of their performances. Like I love I love Michelle Yeoh in this movie, but like to me that wasn't enough to really just keep me like enthralled. I R- hear you, but I think you're wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah, so so where do we start with this? What do you guys want to jump into first cuz there's a lot to cover. There really is. This. Um maybe maybe we start with this. Thor, you said that you um you had to kind of reflect on this a little bit after you saw the movie. What what was driving that factor? What was so, the motivating thing there? So there's a couple scenes that, like, genuinely, if my wife wasn't sitting next to me and I wasn't like, I got to be a tough guy, I would have just fully been crying watching really? some of these scenes. Because here's the thing. It hit me so hard when they have – he's explaining this thing to her. He's like, look, so every – all these different realities – Every decision you make, there's somebody who made a different decision. And that branches. That creates a different you. And he's like, the reason you're the one who can stop the supreme evil. What's it? What do they call her? Uh, Jobu Tepaki, I think, Jobu, is her name. Jumbo Tepaki. Yeah. <laughs> Juju Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, the reason you're the one is because you're living your worst life. Yeah. You're the worst version of you. Like, because really... The crux of the story is you have Evelyn. It's Evelyn, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you have Evelyn. And her her character, she feels like she never lived up to her potential. And she gets to go see what she could have been and what she could have done with her life. You know, and all she's done prior to this is just thinking, what could my life have been? Jobu Tupaki. That's the name. Tupac? Jobu Tupaki. Yep. <laughs> California nerve. <laughs> um, and in any case, because I mean, I think we all feel that way from time to time. Like, could I have done something different? Did I make the right choices in my life? And like, I had this moment where I sat there and I was like, am I the worst version of me? You know what I mean? So I got like seriously like depressed watching it for, for a little bit. Oh, like, yeah. What the fuck? I was like, am I the worst version of me? Sure. What the fuck's going on? And it's probably because the performances were so good and the writing is unique. But then there's that scene where, you know, as they get to the end and she realizes that Jobu Tupaki is her daughter. Yeah, her daughter, Joy. Joy. And once, you know, Joy is essentially like nothing matters. Like nothing is like that's what the bagel is. It sucks everything in because nothing matters. And she kind of, you know, she's like fracturing between these different realities and they finally she gets to this part where they're just two fucking rocks they're just two rocks sitting on a mountainside 
Yeah. And it, she's like, and it's literally just text boxes. They're talking and she's like, yeah, this is a version of Earth. Sometimes life didn't develop. Actually, most of the time life never developed. Yeah. It's kind of this moment where Evelyn just gives up. And she's like, I just want to sit here with you. We don't have to talk. We can just be rocks. Yeah. And it was so beautiful. That one didn't like really depress me, but I was like, it's just so like it was just it just hit me. I was like, I don't know what's and then the fine like kind of the final scene mm-hmm. where um Evelyn kind of goes like looks and realizes like all this time I've been thinking what I could have been and like that I've been the worst version of me when re- and really that's all just like been pushed on my daughter and now she thinks she's the worst version of her and nothing matters and they kind of have that when they like hug each other and she stops her from jumping into the bagel of death yeah or it's in the or stops her from getting in the car and leaving yeah i was like oh my god like i i went i went from feeling like super depressed to super like i don't know to like genuinely like oh my god this is like cathartic beauty yeah yeah i felt so many things it was genuinely emotionally draining to watch this movie (laughs) i could see that I can see that for sure. I think that this movie does a really um, a really good job at tackling the question of, like, are you living up to your full potential? Is the life that you're living the life that you expected? You know, especially... So with us, all of us are in our mid-30s, right? And we've kind of reached that point where we're getting established in our career. And we're kind of moving on past the point of the dreams that we had as teenagers and the goals that we had as teenagers... You know, we've we've hit some of them. We haven't hit some of them. And, you know, life happens, right? <clears throat> so I, I think for somebody our age watching it, it, it really can be a thing of, like, am I doing exactly what I wanted to do? And having having that topic kind of shoved in your face of are you doing what you want to do? Yeah. Are you the best version of yourself? Are you the worst version of yourself? That could be a lot to take in for sure. But I, I think that they do a good job of of mixing, you know, in, in this case, Evelyn in this version of herself obviously was was not what she had planned to be. She's not who she be planned to become, and she's seeing all of these other versions of herself. But at the same time, she's recognizing that this version that's here and now, and that she ends up being, has importance to the people around her. Yeah. And, and I think that that's a really, really cool thing to look at and see, you know, even if you're not doing exactly what you wanted to do as a career or you didn't, I don't know, hit these goals in life. Like There are still things in life that you can be proud of and that you should be proud mm-hmm. of. And that's kind of a cool thing to, to see and kind of, I don't know, have that self-reflection. Yeah. And once again, the Daniels, man, they have this way of like broaching a subject in such a unique form fucking way because mm-hmm. once again same with swiss army man what you have is a and i'm probably going to make a lot of comparisons because they're both so fresh in my mind but what you have is really like a very simple human story and it's told through this like surrealistic oddball fucking storyline she's jumping through realities and there's multiple realities and they have to fight this ultimate evil but really what the story is she's unhappy with herself and it's ruining all the relationships around her. And she has to learn to accept herself to find happiness and, you know, find happiness with the people around her. Sure. 
Bolton, what do you think? Are we getting too deep into this? Uh, I mean, I think that's what they were aiming for, but I also feel like storylines like that have been done and it's nothing like it's nothing new okay does that make sense and like i don't know why like but like i keep going back to like movies like it's a wonderful life like oh here's what the world's like without you and like here's how it affects everyone like it's not like to me that's not an original thought process in hollywood like we always talk about how like the same storylines just get recycled over and over and over again because there is no more original idea they're basically just taking this, but they're giving it a cool existential multi-universal <laughs> concept with great acting. New code I think, I think that's fair for sure. You know, actually let's get down into the real nuts and bolts. The most important question about this movie. How did you feel about the butt plugs? <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, the butt plugs fight scene, the butt plugs fight scene. Yeah. And, and just in general, like, <laughs> I do want to talk a lot about that butt plug scene. <laughs> I don't want to talk a lot. But not only that, but the fact that they use this device of, like, in order to, like, travel to different worlds, they have to do the most improbable things. So they're like, let me crush up some glass and snort it. Or yeah. let me give myself paper cuts between all my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as, as a way to link themselves to the alternate versions yeah. of them. Um, yeah, so the butt plug scene was... <sighs> That's going to sound so weird out of context. Yeah, so this scene is it, basically he's... So Evelyn is fighting just goons, minions uh, of the Alphaverse who are... Right, was it the Alphaverse or was it the minions of, of Jobu Tupaki? At this point, I think it was the Alphaverse had realized that she was going to be cracking like their original Evelyn went. She did. She went too far, and she was just going to become another problem, yeah. and that she was going to become another Jobu Tupaki. Um, so at that point, her father, yeah, her alpha father, what did they call him? What was his name? Uh, Gong Gong. Was that... Was that his name? His like his grandpa name? Oh yeah, it was. It was Gong Gong. James James Hong, who's like the most stereotypical Asian grandfather in every movie. I love him. Yeah, Yeah. Alpha (laughs) Gong Gong. He's sick. (laughs) Alpha Gong Gong. (laughs) That's what they called him, Alpha (laughs) Gong Gong. And so they they (laughs) Alpha Gong Gong sicked all the all his agents essentially came to her universe. Yeah. So then they all needed to do the thing that links them to the version of themselves that has that has these martial arts skills and so you have a like a martial arts fight scene like classic kung fu fight scene come through but it's all about her like pulling these small little trophies from the IRS away from people as they're trying to sit on them very forcefully yeah cuz cuz uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, her character is this hard-nosed IRS agent. She's been around the block. She's seen some shit. And apparently she was based off of the Daniels Real accountant. That's <laughs> really? Yeah. Dude, I love Jamie Lee Curtis so much in this movie because she felt like a real person. She felt like a real old lady. They didn't I don't think they did any makeup on her. They put her in these. <laughs> if anything, ugly they clothes. took makeup like, off of her. She, yeah, no, she genuinely like she she felt like just like an old she felt like my grandma she felt Genuinely, like an old haggard cat woman dude 
Yeah, exactly. An old haggard Catwoman. You're describing my grandma. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis played my grandma in this movie. If my grandma was an accountant I'm instead sorry, of just grandma a shopaholic. Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> no, not my grandma Jolly. But regardless, yeah. <laughs> she it just she was just played a perfect like just a mean old bitch. It was great. She definitely played a character that you did not like, one hundred percent. Yeah, that was quite a role for her. How did you guys feel about the? Oh, the thing. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I still want to talk about the butt plugs. Oh, okay. So once again, <laughs> so Jamie Lee Curtis has these butt plugs what? as they're like trophies. She's won because I guess when you're in the when you're a good accountant for the IRS, you get trophies. Okay, that yeah, look to, like butt plugs. To be clear, they're not actual butt plugs sitting on her desk. They're like awards for best IRS auditor. Yeah, yeah, they're for, awards, but they yeah. essentially look like yeah, butt they look like butt plugs. So in order, so <laughs> these guys are trying to fight Evelyn, and in order to do that, they need to download martial arts skills and in order to do that they need to tap into another reality they have to do the most improbable thing shove something up their ass yep that'll do so it. that's how the, i got martial this guy arts skills. is just <laughs> isn't that that's how we all do it jackie chan jackie yeah <laughs> i remember that in his but, in his interview so they're like fighting over trying to get this thing to sit on it i'm pretty if, sure that that's where bad day bad day bad day came from <laughs> and eventually one of them he does he full-on jumps yeah. Oh, yeah. And He's got his pants off and he everything. He cannonballs oh, yeah. his ass onto a butt plug, and then he has martial arts skills. Yeah, and then they're fighting. There's two different guys with stuff up their ass, no pants on. The question I have, though, really, is how do you feel about the fact that they blurred it all out? To me, it because made it... you you don't see that in a movie typically. That's not something you usually just see in a movie. See, things like that make me laugh when you get like the unexpected, like just like silly stuff like that that part i enjoyed because you don't like you said you don't expect that you don't get that so like little things like that you know i thought were cool i thought it was funny to be honest uh and and also it it serves two purposes right i think that it added to the humor because if if that wasn't there like it'd still be funny but you'd be like oh my gosh because the way that that happens like you're seeing everything if that's not censored yeah no you're gonna see a bunch of dmb as well as an A, and it's like as well as well as a trophy up in that A. Yeah, exactly. So, so it served two purposes. One, I think it added to the comedic value, and two, it helped him keep the movie PG thirteen. Okay, cool. I'm glad you agree, cause cause I saw it too, and I was like, at first, I was like, this is weird that they're blurring it out. Not like I'm begging to see somebody's dick flopping around <laughs> while he does martial arts. Yeah, but. I was also like, that's very funny. For like, for, I couldn't put my finger on like, why is it so much funnier that it's blurred out? Because I was like, I don't like that. Like, because I want to see the dick and balls flopping around, but at the same, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't. Because it's just, I've never seen something get blurred in a movie like that. Yeah. In a motion picture release, I've never seen them blur. It's like you I go have. for it or you don't. But then it was like, it, it was it was just very funny. I couldn't put my finger on why I liked it so much. Yeah. It's such a funny way to approach it. I think the unexpected adds to the comedic value of that. Yeah, for sure. All right, now we can talk about the others. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that specific piece, I was like, yeah. we got to talk about Now that we got the most plug. important the stuff. The butt plugs martial arts. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think about the relationship between Evelyn and her daughter? And especially the fact that Joy... Uh, becomes Jobu Tupaki because that's not revealed initially. Um, I called it from the beginning. Right, I yeah. called it immediately. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that it was a huge 
plot twist. Yeah, and they revealed yeah. it pretty quickly. Yeah. I think that's one of those things, though, that, like, if that was another character, it would have been, like, the most important person in their life also as well. What do you mean? So, like... Like, the fact that it was her daughter, and, mm-hmm. like, that's, like, one of the most important people in her life, and it's kind of almost like her foil, almost. Like, I feel like if we take, like, if it's one of those things, like, if we have another character, but it's the same story, that it's just going to be, like, a reflection of, like, who their most important person in their life is, or who, like, yeah. they love the most kind of deal. Yeah. yeah, I would say that it has to be, because if it's not, then there's not much incentive for Evelyn to stick around and and fight and care about what's going yeah. on because she was very hesitant to jump into all of this it was just because of the alpha version of her husband waymond saying hey we need to do this like you got to do this you're the one but i i really liked i really liked uh joy joe butapaki as a villain too because she's really just doing this because her her issue is that she is everywhere all at once so she got messed up to the point where she's no longer just set in one of the universes she's experiencing all of the universes at the same time and you see how insane essentially yeah yeah and you you see how just those couple of instances where her husband like when it when it all first starts going down and her husband keeps switching from the alpha version to Uh the the uh local version and then it starts to split and she's having conversations, but her conversations are happening to two different people. Like you can see how much that's messing her up and mm-hmm. she's getting distracted by it. Yeah, now imagine that with, you know, um, you know, infinite, infinite number. Yeah. yeah. An infinite number. Like absolutely that you would go insane. Yeah. And, I mean, and that, ultimately, you know, what's the, the phrase they use is like, uh, eventually the pot, you know, cracks form in the pot until it can't hold water anymore. Yeah, and that's essentially what happened to Joy. Turned her into Joe Boy, Joe Boy, Joe Boo, Tupaki, California. And I kind of loved. I kind of loved that she, uh, Michelle Yeoh's character Evelyn, couldn't pronounce the name correctly for the first yeah. hour and a Dude, half of the movie. The fa- me and Kendra, our most quoted part, Rakakuni. Oh my <laughs> oh, god, Rakakuni. Oh, dude. That is such... Okay, actually, uh, before we get too off topic, but yes, the relationship between Evelyn and Joy, because that's what we were talking... We'll get back to Rakakuni. We will certainly get back to <laughs> Rakakuni. Evelyn and Joy, and the whole reason Jobu Tipaki was created was because Evelyn was pushing her too hard, and Evelyn is, like, you know, showing love in her own misguided way. Yeah. And she's like, I want her to be... You know, she needs to live, you know, she needs to be great. And, they'll, you know, Joy is like, I'm I'm not great. I'm just Joy. I'm just me. Yeah. It's that strict parenting taken to the 10th degree. Yeah. And so it's that maybe that's also part of the reason why, like, I really connected with this, too, is because, like, I had a really strained relationship with my parents. So, like, okay. a lot of that kind of, like, hit home. Like, okay, I get. Oh, really? So, okay. yeah. Um, so, like, I, I don't know. I, I think it was a great uh, like a great depiction of their their relationship through the whole thing. That's the story. I yeah. mean, Joy may as well be the other, you know, main character. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. Like, you know, that that whole like because the story is about Evelyn, but it's really the ultimate thing is for her to figure out like, oh, 
no matter what reality, I'm always the worst version of me because every reality fucks up my daughter. Yeah, it seemed seemed to be the case that way. And I, I liked the idea, though, of her becoming the thing that her daughter became so that she could save her daughter. Like, but that was taboo, right? Because when, when she started thinking about, holy shit, I think I just had a, an epiphany. Was, was the father slash uh, husband, Waymond, was that the little kid from Indiana Jones? Yeah. Yeah, we just talked about Dude, that we like literally just said ago. that. Holy crap. Yeah, it's short round. Short round and then the Goonies. Yeah, Data. Micah just got his balls blown off. He, he really <laughs> did. Wow. Okay. Micah's balls are in Maryland right now because they just got <laughs> blown clean off. Well, it just now I'm having like flashback comparisons of him yelling at Indiana Jones and then him yelling at Evelyn, uh, you know, 40 years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he sounds the same. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Moving on. That's uh, interesting. Um, what was I talking about? I completely lost We were my talking about the relationship between Evelyn and Joy. Yeah. So that's fine. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like that. That she was willing, even though she had a strained relationship with her daughter, she was willing to, like, just continue to fight and fight and fight to bring her daughter back, even though she didn't fully understand what was going on. Yeah, and then the also the part about that I like about that too is like, the more she fought to like bring her daughter closer to her, the further she pushed her away. Yeah, it was that was a uh... man. Okay, so Bolton, what are your thoughts on Short Round in the movie? <laughs> I like it. I, I mean, I like I said, or I'm glad that like Katie Kwan's kind of having like this resurgence because we really haven't seen him since the Goonies. Like he just kind of disappeared. I think he, like if I remember reading correctly, like he became like a professor at co- at a college or something, and then all of a sudden he's back in this movie, and now all of a sudden he has more movie roles lined up. If I remember correctly, Sheesh. but like seeing him like come back and like you know, just, you know, become, like, everyone's favorite person in Hollywood all of a sudden is actually kind of cool. Huh. Dude, his role in this movie, so... I Honestly, I can't say enough about all... Because, really, it's... Yeah, all, there's, like, five characters, really. Yeah. You he know, probably the whole, has my favorite the, line. The, the whole Wang movie. family and Jamie Lee Curtis. I would say that's the primary cast of the whole film. They're all so good. But him specifically, like, because he gets to do the the interesting role of, like, he's playing two characters, really. And yeah. Joy kind of does, too. To a, de- to a degree. But, it, but it's, I, I feel like it's a little bit less of a stretch between her characters. Um, whereas his characters are, like, totally opposite. Like, you got the dorky dad who's, you know, he wears his pants too high and his sne- he has white... Mm-hmm white new balances on actually i love that the first the first scene where he fucks up the security guards oh, with the fanny pack Dude, <laughs> that's when i was fully in on this movie yeah that scene right there i was like this is a full-on kung fu scene and he's wearing <laughs> khakis and a pair of white new balances <laughs> fucking guys up with a goddamn he's, fanny he's pack. every suburban dad Dude, <laughs> so great <laughs> If there would have been grass stains on those new balances, he would have been perfect. Yep. <laughs> so, so Bolton, you said that he's got the best line in the movie. What's the best line in the movie? Um, so it's from the universe where 
Evelyn is the movie star. Okay. And uh, he's kind of like an old flame from her past. Mm-hmm. And I think they're at an award show. And afterwards, they're kind of in an alleyway talking. And he looks at her and says, I think in another universe, I would have been happy folding laundry and doing my taxes with you. Oh, yeah. Which is essentially what the real Evelyn and Waymond fighting back, Fighting back tears. Yeah. 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 I was fighting back tears <laughs> during that scene. So, like, that, like, to me, that's the best line of the entire movie there is because it shows, like, that they are, like, in that universe, they're living this glamorous life. But he was so in love with her, he would have been okay being someone completely simple and normal and just doing something as mundane as doing his laundry with his wife because he loved her that much. Yeah. I mean, I have a similar thought process uh how do i word this in a way um so there are many times not many times there are times where i have the thoughts of let's say that i didn't meet ashley and i didn't get married and i didn't have a kid where would i be and how would my life be different i don't know if i'd be in york i don't know i don't know where i would be um but at the same time I know that I wouldn't have the relationships that I do have in this life. Mm-hmm. And and I think that there's a lot to be said for that because we've talked at ends about, um, you know, the type of person that you have to be to be a quote unquote great person at, at things, right? And how much you have to sacrifice to be those things. And I don't know if it's worth doing all of that. I don't know if those sacrifices are worth um, not having a stable place and a stable person to come home to and a family that loves you. Like having that, um, is just so meaningful to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's actually, I know exactly which conversation you're talking about. And I thought about that watching this movie. Yeah. Whiplash. Yeah. Because this movie is the opposite of whiplash, like kind of in every way. (laughs) Did you see whiplash? I love whiplash. (laughs) Yeah. This movie is kind of the exact opposite in every way. Whereas that's just a dialogue driven, uh, character piece. Yeah. (laughs) About, about reach doing anything to reach the heights of greatness. Whereas this is an absurd surrealist action comedy drama where the whole point is about all the glitzy and glamorous things aren't as important as the relationships you build in your life. There's the simple relationships you build in your life with your family. Yeah. There's literally the exact opposite of whiplash. Yeah. Bolton, you have any, any thoughts on that? I mean, I think Thor hit it pretty much right on the head there. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. So that makes us to, um, what I think is the most important part of the movie. Rakakuni. <laughs> Hell yeah, Rakakuni. Let's talk about Rakakuni. The fact that there was this dude in an alternate universe who is a sh- like a hibachi chef doing all of this stuff, and he's got a freaking raccoon. Uh, and it's like a, a very clear prosthetic, like fake mm-hmm. Muppet type of raccoon. <laughs> Control. <laughs> it's ratatouille with a raccoon it's great yeah because she watched the movie and she's obviously her english isn't good so she's like she thought it was raccoonie she thought ratatouille was a raccoon yeah oh and and that again the daniels are illustrating a meaningful thing through absurd imagery 
And that seems to be their their MO. Yeah. Bolton, do you know if they've done anything other than Swiss Army Man and Everything Everywhere All at Once? Offhand, I don't. I don't know if they've done anything either. Do you, Thor? No, we suck at doing research on this show. Yeah, well, I just, <laughs> I'd be curious to see what else they do if if they've done other things. I feel like they probably would have. Probably after this now, they're going to be jumping out and doing all sorts of stuff after the awards and everything that this thing got. Yeah. yeah. But um, in both Swiss Army Man and in this, there seems to be a deeper meaning under the movie. But it's just being like illustrated in such an absurd way, yeah. and part of that's the Rakakuni thing, right? So, so in this big crescendo of her realizing, I don't need to fight people. I'm going to fight people in in my own way, or I'm going to be a warrior in my own way, based off of the conversation that her husband gave her, saying, "You think I'm weak? I'm not weak. Like my choices and my mannerisms and the way that I view the world is all strategic. It's got to be that way. I've got to be that way. Otherwise." Otherwise, I would lose hope, you know, with everything. And so when she starts taking that mindset and starts helping all of the different people that are with her, she starts helping Rakakuni. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I love that specific, like, turn because here's the thing is she meets Alpha Waymond. Yeah. And he's he's the cool martial arts spy guy. And he's the badass. And he he knows everything that's going on. He ultimately fails. And in most action movies, in most movies, you know what I mean? It's always like, who's the toughest guy? Who's the best martial artist? And they kind of turn it on its head and say, like, sometimes uh, accomplishing your goals through, like, kindness and empathy can also be just as effective. Yeah. And and ultimately, it's her, it's her Waymond. And the Waymond from the universe where they never got together, the nice guy Waymonds that don't know martial arts. Yeah. Those are the ones that actually showed her the way to defeating people in the way that she's like, the way only my husband can by yeah. putting fucking googly eyes on stuff. <laughs> like, so I love that because that's such a, you know, that's not something you see very often. Yeah, I, I like I like that <laughs> that kind of turn of that. There's this is a way to beat the bad guys too. Yeah, is do it with love and kindness. Yeah, and I mean Rakakuni was pretty cool too, right? Because the guy didn't even know how to cook an egg, <laughs> oh, how to yeah. boil an egg, and Rakakuni taught him how to spin it on a spatula. <laughs> and I love when she first pulls the hat off, and the rat or no, she walks in on him, and the raccoon's just on his head, yeah. and the raccoon's like, she's seen too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna go to a hibachi grill and, and <laughs> look at it the same way. Like, dude, can, let me see can you remove your, your Can you remove your hat, please? <laughs> Just, I'm not catching a shrimp from you until you remove your hat. Yeah. Do you think that they'd get? Do you think that they'd legitimately get offended if I looked at them and went "rakakuni?" Question mark. They'd probably have no idea what you're talking about. Probably not. Probably not. Can I tell you that I really hate it when you ask a hibachi chef what their name is and they're like. It's it's John. I'm like no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not John. <laughs> you you probably just don't think I can pronounce it. You probably can't. I probably can't. Yeah, he's, it's probably right. But I want to try. Yeah, give me, a, give me a shot, John. Yeah, my name's John. I'm from Hoboken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything bagel. Everything bagel. You put everything on a bagel. <laughs> put everything on a bagel. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I necessarily. 
I don't know if I really liked that analogy. I feel like they kind of did that to make a tongue-in-cheek joke. I don't know if it served... I mean, I get that it served a purpose of, like, that's her ending it all type of thing. But I don't know if... I don't know how I felt about it just being called an everything bagel. I, yeah. I get I get why they did it. It was clever. I felt like it was a little... Like, because I liked it. It was funny. But I kind of... I, I think I knew you meant... Like, I felt like it's trying to be too, like, more clever than it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally just so they could have this dialogue piece. Because it's just meant to be silly. Yeah. Um, but while also... Like you said, they take comedy to illustrate a point. Mm-hmm. Right? And... I felt like that was kind of like them trying to be a, just a little bit, like a little bit too smart about like because it was just there so that they could make this dialogue of like you put sesame seed and salt and thones and everything on the bagel and it because yeah and I'm not a hundred percent sure something that I didn't quite get watching that was how does that how is that the device that ends it for Jobu Tupaki as far as going into that like how is because it seemed like a black hole yeah it's a black hole of nothingness it's the it's sleep it's death it's true death really right right that's kind of how I took it yeah but like that correlation with putting everything there didn't I didn't really make the connection to the two like I, I understood that what the bagel was supposed to be was was that yeah that is kind of a little bit but clear but yeah i i just assumed it was like actual death actual rest where she wouldn't have to live in all these she was like if i suck all the universes into nothingness then i can finally rest and i don't have to exist in all of them at the same time um you ever you ever wake up and just be like i love sleep it's so good and sometimes (laughs) sometimes i wake up and i'm like i think this pretty often is like I wish I could just like go to sleep and never wake up. That's really <laughs> That's fucking depressing. But, not, but no, but not not like death. Like I just I just want to always. You want to hibernate? I just, I just want to be. Yeah, if I could just hibernate, that'd be awesome. Like like it doesn't like, like obviously there's a way I could go to sleep and never wake up. But I mean, I think I'm more so mean though. Like you know, like when you wake up and you wake up just for a second and then you go back to sleep but while you're in bed and like it's a little bit cold outside and you're you're wrapped up in the covers and that like you're like half between wake and sleep and then you're just like i'm going back to sleep yeah there is it's there is nothing better oh see yeah my brain nothing better in the world my brain doesn't do that it's just like what it's what i imagine doing heroin feels like it's just like waking (laughs) up and being like you know what (laughs) <laughs> just oh. 30 more minutes <laughs> dude just warm and fuzzy and <laughs> everything nice that's not, that's not a good description of heroin warm and fuzzy and everything nice <laughs> no <laughs> it's to my understanding that it's pretty awesome that you know what like though, it's all I, the I other stuff saying. it's all the other stuff yeah. that's bad about you're saying it. you're saying that initial um the buzz, initial feeling the, the yeah feeling of it. yeah because because okay all right all right that's sure yeah. i just maybe have never thought about thinking about heroin that way um, yeah it seems pretty <laughs> it seems pretty awesome except for all the all, all the other things sure, but the actual the, the actual 
part seems pretty cool. Okay. That <laughs> like, it seems like it's pretty good. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. So <laughs> on, on that level, yeah, sure. I can. I, I just, for me. So that's what the everything bagel was to me. Okay. Is waking up and just being like, I'm going back to sleep for 30 more minutes. Just forever. Gotcha. <laughs> Nothing better in the world. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't like sleep enough for that. I, my brain is, if I, if I get to that point where like my brain kind of starts to wake up. You're up. My brain will go, hey, wake up. I have such a hard time going back to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do it. But. Oh, man. Um, how did you guys feel about the special effects of this movie? Did you guys have any have any thoughts on the special effects? I mean, I can't imagine this movie had a huge budget, right? I don't think... I think they estimated that it was around $25 million. Oh, that's actually a lot higher than I was expecting, to be yeah. honest. Which I guess they did have to do a lot with this movie, but like I was thinking it was going to be a lot lower... And I guess in at least my ten mo- million had to have just been the hot dog fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just for that scene alone. But that weird I, hot dog dance. I man. guess because I was thinking that it was lower, thinking about some of the things that they did do for this movie, I was impressed. But now knowing that it's higher, I don't know if that affects how I feel about it or not. <laughs> well, inflation. I mean. <laughs> That's why the hot dog fingers were ten million. So yeah, the esti- because a pack of hot dogs is easily what four grand at the grocery store now, right? <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> um, it's twenty twenty three, folks. Um, so the budget is an estimated fourteen point three to twenty five. Like that's the range. So it it, it sounds like twenty five is on the high end. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't. I. Pfft. I don't know if they know for sure then, but it grossed 107.3 million, so it was wildly successful. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any problem with the special effects. I wouldn't expect like really crazy off the wall big budget from these guys. Yeah. So um, it felt it felt right. Yeah. This this is saying that the effects was done by nine people for the whole movie. Nine people did all the visual effects. Including the directors, so including the Daniels, with the majority of the shots being done by a core group of five people, none of the team went to school for visual effects. Uh, they all basically just found tutorials online. Wow, that's pretty fucking that, cool. That's impressive. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Like, because I agree with you. There's not a ton of like crazy visual effects in this, but there's a lot of really cool shots, shots and cutting. Where, like, if somebody's getting slapped, you're seeing, like, 15 different versions or different universes getting slapped. Yeah. Because as it goes on, they go from everything to everywhere because it's kind of partitioned yeah. into different uh, part one, part two type of thing. So in the everywhere part, there's a big, you know, a lot of the conversations are happening in between parallel universes, like between Evelyn and her daughter. They're having the same conversation, but it's not in the same universe at all. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird how my brain just accepted it. And I also think that it's pretty cool how the conversation felt appropriate in all of the different universes. Like they did small little tweaks and changes to the conversation depending on which universe yeah. they were talking in. Yeah, it's very neat. It has these like parallel things going on. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I I don't know. I can appreciate people uh, just figuring it out on the go. Dude, there one specific, very specific scene 
that I really loved was at the end of part one, which is everything, it cuts to the credits. Oh, yeah, that kind of threw me. It cuts to the credits, and the credits roll for a few seconds, and then the it zooms out, and it's Evelyn watching the credits to the movie. And, like, this yeah. is in, like, the point where she's, like, breaking, where, like, her mind is, like, breaking, and she's going, like, the, the pot can't hold the water anymore. Yeah, because um, I, I think that that was when she reached the point where she was everywhere. Yeah. So she was no longer confined to the one universe. Yep. Yeah. What do you What do you think about that? Because I, I loved it. Because I was like, because it it's like ending, and I'm like, what the? They're just gonna end it? I was like, fuck. They're gonna do a Kill Bill thing. This was part. <laughs> I was like, this was everything. The next movie's gonna be everywhere. And I was yeah. like, god damn it! You might have just got me into a trilogy. I'm not. <laughs> and literally, all three of them came. And because most people, week. the credits start rolling, you just turn it off. Yeah. Cause they roll for a, like a little bit, but I'm just yeah. sitting, but I'm just sitting there like, really? That's it? I'm like stunned. Like that's how they're gonna end it? Cause they left it on like a cliffhanger essentially. Yeah. And I'm like, really? That's how? That's what they're gonna do? And then it fucking zooms out, and I'm like, wait, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, it's still going on. The movie's still happening. What the hell? <laughs> I was like, god damn it, Daniels, you do it again. I can you, imagine you do Thor, it again. I can imagine you doing that in the theater. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, people are still because you're only like what, like an hour in at that point, right? If even that. I, I May, think, maybe I, I don't know. Time is weird when you watch something for the first time. I think that it's. I think that you're about an hour and twenty minutes in. So. If you weren't paying it, so for me, it didn't throw me off just because when I was looking at it, I'm like, okay, this movie's two and a half hours long. So I knew that it was long. So when it happened, I thought, this is weird. Oh, this is part of the movie. That was kind of my. Okay. Like, it didn't really, really jump out to me. I am horrible, though, for looking at the movie, watching it, and going, is this the end? This isn't the end. And then I'll look at the time. Because. I'm just I'm just weird like that. Even when I go to the movie theaters, I'll be like, okay, the movie's two and a half hours long. And then when something is happening and it's like trying to make you think that this is the end of the movie, I'll look and be like, there's 20 minutes left. This isn't the end. Oh, okay. I do that. Gosh. It's horrible okay. that I do that, but I do yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'm just in for the ride. So um, <clears throat> I want to be, but then I look at my phone and I'm like, mm, nah, we've got like a half hour left. And honestly, everywhere, part two, everywhere is kind of like where the bulk of like the real where it really gets into the story into the real emotional shit yeah that was the part i really liked um so well a good bit of the movie is them figuring out how to explain to you what the hell is going on yeah for sure and because i think that everything part one is just the build-up but i I would agree with you where i think that the the crux of the movie happens in everywhere because that's that's where things like really shit like where shit really hits the fan. Well, yeah, because all at once isn't long at all. At all, yeah. Yeah, what do you think about part three? The, essentially, the end of the movie. I'm trying to think of how how all at once was. They basically go back to see Jamie and get their audit. Oh, <laughs> that's right. She's back in either her not. I don't think her actual reality because they like killed like fought a bunch of cops and were like getting arrested so i don't think it was her original reality but i think it was probably the one closest to her reality i thought that uh, to be honest i thought that that was kind of a neat way to end it because throughout the film in the part two everywhere she's the daughter is saying 
there's no going back from what you have just done. Mm-hmm. Okay, I hope that you understand you will always be pestered. People will always be trying to get your attention. You will never have a moment of reprieve because you're everywhere now. Like at some point, somebody in one of these universes is trying to get your attention. You can't focus on all of them at the same time. And you realize really what she's done, like at that point. And you realize how how Insane much that, that would drive you. Yeah. yeah. And so at the very end, it you see that it's happening. Like you, you see, oh, things have a happy ending for the most part. But because of her actions, there's you know she's being bothered she's being pestered and it's those those single finite specks of time that they were talking about earlier where we'll just enjoy those pieces of time mm-hmm. as they come yeah and I, I thought that that was pretty cool yeah i loved it because once again the whole movie is about evelyn is the worst version of herself you were you were living your worst life is what he says to her yeah so she's everywhere all at once. She could be doing that as any one of those Evelyns. She could be any any of them that she wanted. And she chose to stay running the laundromat, getting audited by the IRS with her lame husband who puts googly eyes on stuff <laughs> and with her gay daughter who she loves, but it, she has weird things. She's embarrassed about it. Mm-hmm. And she. this is the one. So not only is she dealing with all of that feedback in her head of hearing every universe at once, but also the one she's choosing to stay in and be present in is the one where she was supposedly living her quote-unquote worst life. Do you think it's Turns because that's the, the one that life. she knew the best? I think so. But also I think she saw the like, that's the most important things like like these those small you know just fold in laundry you can be happy yeah i mean i kind of took the ending as it was like she's back in like the timeline that she started in or the universe that she started in but she is taking everything that she just learned from this whole Mm -hmm. adventure and now she will apply it to that life so, like, while she might have been living her worst life, or that was her worst version of herself, she can take what she just learned throughout all this and do what she can within, you know, the reality of it to make it better. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's a good way to think about it. That's a good way to think about it. I, I think that she's definitely dealing with some with some stuff at the end of it. But her daughter is, too. And yeah. I, I think that... I think that the fact that they're both have that um, would make that nuisance of being everywhere all at once much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, if they're together, then they're together through all of it, which alone, that would be unimaginable, I think. Yeah. But if you've got somebody to experience with, if you have a constant in your life with that, I think that that'd be much more manageable. Yeah, it is really just beautiful just a beautiful touching story so so looking at this it looks like swiss army man was the first film that the two daniels did together as daniels this is the second film so these guys are knocking it out of the freaking park well i don't think swiss army man was critically successful as this no i know yeah i know you and i loved it but i mean most people i've talked to were like yeah i remember hearing about that yeah i might have loved it i'm I'm still kind of on the fence about it (laughs) (laughs) well i know but i I, mean we both 
we at least at the very least enjoyed it yes. or parts of it yeah. even if you didn't love I, it i did be I, and I, I will say that i liked this more than swiss army man um, for sure yeah but but yeah I, I i did enjoy a lot of swiss army man begrudgingly yeah, yeah, Bolton. Oh man, you got when you see that, I want to hear about it. I know. I, I need to go home and watch it. Oh, there is one other piece about this movie that I really enjoyed. I loved that they had them mixing between speaking English and speaking. Uh, was it Mandarin that they were Mandarin speaking? or Cantonese, whatever? Yeah. Um, whichever that was, I couldn't tell the difference. Um, because because th- that's like such a true to like because I don't know if these. I don't know if these guys are the children of immigrants or I don't know, but that's such like a real thing for like actual immigrant families where they're bilingual, especially where you have parents. Like I've worked customer service for so long, Zach, you have too. I'm sure you've had that where you have a mom come in or a dad who doesn't really speak the language very, like they can talk to you a little bit, but they bring their kid with them. And their kid translates, oh, yeah, and absolutely. they'll and they'll swap back and forth like <clears throat> mid sentence between English and whatever their native language is. So yeah. I th- I thought that was a really neat little touch. It's a really small thing, but it, it's such a big thing because it's such a true to that experience. Yeah, I definitely think it felt authentic. I, they they I feel like they were trying to give a an accurate portrayal of what it would be like to be a first generation immigrant. In the United States. Yeah. And I thought that that was pretty well done. They felt out of place. I don't mean that in a negative way. As, <laughs> yeah, no, as, def- yeah, definitely. But but they it definitely seemed like they were in over their head as far as the business goes. And they were struggling with mm-hmm. communication with the IRS people. So it, they did a good job of portraying the difficulties that immigrants would have coming to the States. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that that was pretty cool. Um, Bolton, you have any final thoughts to to jump in on this uh not really i i mean i still like unlike our last of the mohicans conversation where thor like kind of had like a better like feel for the movie after like talking through it mm-hmm. uh i can't say that i'm feeling <laughs> that, that way at all really for this movie uh god damn it you need to watch it again zach <laughs> no i'm telling i think you missed some stuff it's so long though it is long. <laughs> Say you love the movie. Say it. <laughs> Say you love the movie. One of no, us, I'm glad one because, of us. like I said, when we asked you if you wanted to do this, you said, "I don't know if I'm great because I don't really love it." I think that's very cool because I really haven't heard anything aside from people gushing over the movie. Yeah. And I think you bring up a lot of good points. I hadn't considered the fact you're right. It really is. It is kind of just the retelling of a story. I, th- I think what makes it unique and interesting is that they took it in a place that nobody has really ever taken that before but you know it, they're not breaking new ground yeah. with the points they're trying to make I, you, I think the way they made them was beautiful which is why i really enjoyed yeah. it but do you think that it's the hype around the movie i mean honestly it could be because like thor said i don't think i've heard anything negative from anyone about this movie i mean every obviously hollywood loves it all the award shows love it even though you know it's just a popularity contest and you're buying your win but <laughs> it's true <laughs> but yeah i mean i it just didn't do it for me yeah and like 
go like I like I went to college and minored in film, so I had to watch a lot of these kind of movies. I had to watch the award show darlings and I had to watch indie films and low budget films and all that. And like I feel like I have a good, you know, roundabout love and understanding of most of these movies, but just like sure. going into this one, I'm just eh. Yeah. 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 Didn't quite yeah. hit home yeah. for you. And if it was the fact of like that it's so hyped, I get that because I'm a natural contrarian. I want to hate everything <laughs> that people like. It's just fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like I use I I used to say for years like fuck the Beatles they suck I hate them, and <laughs> and I know Micah Micah hates the later Beatles. I do. I do. I, think, I that, think the Beatles are overrated. I do think you would like Let It Be though. Because that yeah. one's, yeah, you you know what, yeah, you should listen to Let It Be, I think, because that one is, that was the last album they made, and that one, that's the one they made a documentary about on, well, they released uh, on Disney Plus sure. last their, year. Their live recordings or whatever. Yeah, and so that one was all written in the studio and recorded live, so it's much more it's less weird stuff. It's much more back to the roots of the Beatles. They're okay. more just like solid rock and roll songs. I would say they're much less psychedelic. That I would probably enjoy more. I like Mop Head Beatles. I love Love Me Do. That's uh-huh. that's the that's the era of the Beatles, man. <sighs> All right. Thor, you have any closing thoughts? I really fucking liked this movie. Yeah. I like I said, it's On- I, I can't say I felt all the emotions. I felt elated and I felt heartbroken and I felt depressed and I was <laughs> fucked up. I felt weird the next day at work. I was like, I, I don't know. It just like the movie genuinely affected me huh. in a way that most movies don't. Sure. Like I, I think, I think art, my definition of art anyway, is something that makes you feel. And this movie made me feel. All right. Yeah, I would I would agree that um, it definitely made me feel. On a scale of, so we're going to rank it now, and Bolton, think about this as well, because uh, I'm curious on your ranks. If you wanted to rate it, one out of ten everything bagels. Five and a half everything bagels. Five and a half everything yeah, right. bagels. God damn, the contrarian <laughs> in the room. <laughs> and that's because I hate everything bagels. They're gross. <laughs> You hold on. Yeah, I said on. it. You don't like everything bagels? No. What is wrong with you, Bolt? Okay, so here's Thor. Go ahead and keep thinking. Um, <laughs> here's the thing that I had with an with an everything bagel. I remember in college, I wanted a bagel. So for our lunch, I went into down into downtown part of city, and uh, found a Dunkin' Donuts. Walked in, and legitimately, here's what I said. I go, look. Um, I don't know if you have this, but I want a bagel with, like, everything on it. All of the things that you could put on a bagel, I would like that on my bagel. Do you have something like that? And the cashier behind the register looked they at me. They probably thought you were fucking with them. Like, this, <laughs> like, this. <laughs> it's like they go, well, we have our everything bagel. And I'm like, oh. I'll have, that. I'll have that. I didn't know an everything bagel was a name. Was there know. cinnamon on it? Then it's not really everything, is it? You <laughs> to me, an everything bagel ass. looks like you took a bagel and dropped it on the ground and picked it up, and whatever stuck to it is what they decided to call it. 
It could have gravel and dirt and grass on it. They'd be like, here's your everything bagel. Hey, man, if it's got some paprika, then I'll eat it. I'll eat it. So so you're going with five and a half everything bagels? Yeah. Man, that's uh, okay. All right. Because of the... Because it, it doesn't really do anything out of the box, and it's overhyped. Yeah, but the performances are solid sure. the whole way around. Yeah, the performances, I would agree. Yeah, I think that's hard to deny. All right, Thor, where are you at? <sighs> Thor's going to come in with a really high number. The contrarian me hates this answer. I got to go 10 out of 10. There's oh, I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> there's Just genuinely, there's nothing in this movie I didn't like. Yeah. I can't point to one thing and say, I didn't like that. Solid. Um, so just genuinely, I loved everything about it. So I loved every second of watching it. I, I kind I, of figured. I hate giving things a 10 out of 10. Yeah. But this one, I fucking loved it. Yeah. It was awesome. I kind of figured uh, with this. And you, you know what really made me go, I need Thor to watch this. It was the fucking hot dog dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I saw Jamie Lee Curtis doing a hot dog dance with these stupid hot dog fingers just slapping Dude, her legs. I cannot. The, and then when they because they have this we didn't even talk about the fact that like in one of the alternate universes evelyn gets divorced from her husband in the hot dog universe she gets divorced from her husband and ends up falling in love with jamie lee curtis's character yeah and they live a life together and she's like play the piano for me and oh, she's yeah. playing the piano <laughs> with <laughs> her toes and so like all their no she's playing it with her toes oh yeah that's right in yeah. the hot dog finger universe they had to learn to do everything yeah, with their toes what didn't she like wipe her mouth with her foot yes at one yes point? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I truly, the Daniels are incredible. I, they, that just their sensibilities line up exactly with everything. Like, I want to hang out with these guys. Uh, I, I feel like, I feel like we would get along really well. It, just their sense of humor is exactly the kind of stuff I like. The fact that they're not afraid to get into just the real nitty gritty darkness of characters is something I really like. Those are the two things I love. I love absurd off the wall comedy and just really dark, depressing, sad stuff. That's yeah. my, that's my life. Like one, one, uh, opposite or the other. Yeah. Uh, general in like film and media and stuff like that, that I, t those are the things I tend to like. So yeah, yeah I, mean, I just, anything they do, whatever their next project is, I'm fucking on board. I mean, it sounds like that. It sounds like the Daniels are a uh, get wrecked staple at this point with mm -hmm. the two films that they did. So, all right, folks. So what do you think about everything everywhere? All you didn't at once? give yours. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, mine's pretty high. Cause, cause I'm recommending it. Um, I would say, is there a reason for me to not go with 10? I'm feeling nine in my gut but i'm trying to think is that just because i don't like to give 10 out of 10s like thor uh <laughs> so is there anything that would make me not want to give it a 10 out of 10 well think about it what what's your favorite movie last of the mohicans we've discovered this so yeah. would you put it on par with last of the mohicans would that give it a 10 out of 10 or is it sub Last of the Mohicans, and then you can rate it as a nine? I didn't quite like it as much as Last of the Mohicans, so so we're gonna go, we're gonna go, we're gonna go nine, we're gonna go nine. The soundtrack just wasn't there. You know what? Yeah. That's fair. Yep. 
that's that's what I, I genuinely can't think of the soundtrack at all yeah so so and to me to me music is such an emotive art form that when it has a presence i feel like it really adds to a movie yep um, if it's done well yeah 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 uh and i i you know and that's interesting because in the other daniels movie in swiss army man the soundtrack was awesome that's the driving force of that movie I yeah think. it's like this really cool acapella uh type of huh. almost spiritual awakening enlightenment type of type of music very very cool um so yeah nine out of ten nine yeah, out of ten because right because i don't remember the soundtrack and and i do feel like the soundtrack is important for a movie Absolutely, thank you Bolton. Yeah. you're welcome all right so in that case nine out of ten ten out of ten pretty darn good ratings i mean if you don't count bolton's five out of five i'm glad that mine could hurt the curve of the class <laughs> <laughs> so an average of like seven i guess now um what did you guys think of everywhere everything everywhere all at once all, all holes, holes. <laughs> <laughs> we right there. um does it live up to the hype is the hype train not real i mean is it too much is this just the same story told again and again and again just with a different coat of paint on it you let us know um watch the movie listen to us talk about it because we're practically philosophers at this point so um yeah give us your thoughts Thor, where where do they go to to talk to us if they want to do that? Well, they could follow us and comment on any of our posts at Get Wrecked Podcast on Facebook or Instagram, or tell us directly. If you're a little bit scared, you don't want people to see how you feel, how much you love us, or how much you hate us, you can contact us directly at getwreckedpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com legitimately if you have something that you don't like about what we're doing i would love to hear it because that makes me gleeful inside makes you want to do it more yeah a little bit and i mean not to like not to piss that person off again but i remember there was a post where where we put like the year of a film and somebody put on the instagram it was like, an album it was oh yeah robin the hood yeah yeah and we got the year wrong by a year like, because the robin the hood album was recorded between the years of 93 and 94 it released in 94 and i was like listen to their 93 album and somebody was like it was in 1994 get your facts straight yeah oh heaven forbid yeah um which is fine right like yeah. if if we're off about that sure okay tell us that we're wrong um it's not going to be that big of a deal to us but we would welcome your input also there's somebody listening in like the europe like in england like there's multiple like I can see I can see where you people are downloading from. There's somebody in England listening. Send us an email at getwreckedpod at gmail.com. Oh yeah, give tell us, us tell us your name. Tell us what it's like in England. And give us a recommendation from across the pond, folks. Yes, please. Yeah, give us something we've never heard of. So whoever you are, I know you're there. Yeah, and please if, reach out to us. We want to hear from you. I'll I, send us an email. I'll read it on the show. I especially want to hear your information about Hamilton. What are your thoughts about Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, that's it for us. Tune in next week when we figure out what Thor's going to recommend to us for next week. Okay. So I feel like we've done a lot of movies recently. We have been on a movie train. And music, too. Yep. So I think we take a break and go to TV. Okay. Now I'm going to recommend something to you that is a very long-running series. So I'm just going to try to get you hooked. Okay. Curb Your Enthusiasm. It is an HBO original. Okay. 
It is um, created and starring Larry David. He's the co-creator of Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. The character of George Costanza is essentially based on him. Interesting. Larry David's whole vibe is he's an old Jew that is annoyed by everything. (laughs) And he's fucking (laughs) hilarious. You're one of my only friends, though, that likes Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, see, I love Seinfeld. Oh, well, then you're cool because everybody else is a (laughs) fucking idiot. (laughs) Oh, can we can we rant real quick about our Seinfeld experience? Oh my god, yes, please. Game? Oh my gosh. Okay, so the freaking all right, we're at a, we're at a local hockey game, and some people start doing the wave, which at a football game it happens like twice, maybe. This this wave happened, and it just kept waving. I think it lasted seven or eight so, rotations. Yeah. So somebody starts the wave. And it goes, and the first wave comes by, and we're like, "Oh, look! Here it comes! Here it comes! Whoa, wave!" <laughs> and then he keeps going, and it's very cool actually watching it in person go around the stadium, because we're at the Hershey Bears. It's a pretty big stadium. There's like ten thousand people there. Yeah. And it gets back around. It's like, oh, here it comes again. Here it comes again. I was ready. The first time I wasn't fully ready. This time I was ready. <laughs> this <laughs> is your moment. And we're like, whoa! Yeah. And it goes, and then it keeps going around, and then I'm like. Man, I wonder how long it's gonna go, and it's getting back. So, whoa! And and then at this point, me and Mike are sitting next to each, and I'm like, "This seems a little bit excessive, right?" Yeah, yeah. So Thor and I start bantering about, "All right, why are we still doing the wave? Like, is 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 this something that we have to continue doing?" And while we're complaining and pissing off, like and moaning about <laughs> it, we're it standing up and throwing yeah. our hands up yeah. in the air. Yeah, and it's like, so it it's still going. At some point. So, somebody has to be the one who's whoa who stops it's ridiculous and we're just and like then a couple of rounds and then we're just talking and throwing our hands up as it gets to us just bitching about the fact that it's still going on it and, just went on forever and then mike is like this is like a seinfeld we're essentially george and jerry right now yeah and then the last time he comes past us micah has is drinking like a cup of water and on the last one, he spills water on the guy behind him. <laughs> I heard you say something to uh, the guy behind you. I thought you hit him when you threw uh, your arms back. No, spilled water. I just splashed water all over him. Oh, my God. And then, and then it's like, okay, now it's really a Seinfeld <laughs> skit. <laughs> like, I felt so bad. I uh, Thankfully, the water bottle was like 90% gone. And it wasn't a whole full water. But, dude, oh, my gosh, I felt so bad. The guy, thankfully, was chuckling about it. It was not a big deal yeah. to him. Well, and honestly, he was ringing a fucking cowbell the whole game. So oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I Which heard. is fine. It's fine. It actually was kind of fun. But you don't get to ring a cowbell in people's ear and, and then get expect, upset when you yeah, get a little bit of water Not expect on to you. get water splashed on you. Man. Do the wave an appropriate amount of time, folks, <laughs> at an appropriate level with empty hands. That's the right way to do the wave. Yeah, after, I would say two is enough. Three is acceptable, but after you've done three, you got to take a stand and say, I'm not doing the wave. And if everybody did that, if everybody was reasonable. Oh, there was a whole section of the crowd that just stopped doing it every time. It was the section, like, right before us. They're heroes. (laughs) (laughs) I think they were the ones that, like, officially killed it, too, because it was kind of dying on the last rotation, and then it got to them. It was way too many times. Yeah. But in any case, so next week we're watching <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, what I'm going to do 
is because when, I think it's like at this point 10 or 11 seasons. It's been on the air for like 20 years. Okay. Because uh, Larry David will take, they'll take like years off. And it's always, it's kind of like with South Park where HBO is just like, yeah, whenever you want to make a season, do it. And when you don't, it's fine. Okay. But there's a lot of them. So I'm going to curate a list for you. I don't have it right now. Okay. Um, but I will leave a link to that list, or I'll, I'll put that list in the description of this episode, as well as the actual episode itself. Gotcha. Um, it's available on HBO Max, and it is just, it's very funny. Okay. I mean, if it's anything like Seinfeld, I'll probably enjoy it. I'll probably enjoy it. I had, the only thing that I know about Curb Your Enthusiasm. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Larry David, too, and okay. all that. So. Yeah, yeah. the only thing that, I'm, that I know about that show is the DVD covers of when I was a manager at Blockbuster. Where he's just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just all the different seasons with his bald head. That's the only thing I know. He's just kind of there, like, shrugging. Yeah. All you really need to know, because I'll probably, you'll probably jump around. There is, like, they're pretty episodic, but then there'll be, like, one line that kind of follows. Each season is kind of, like, one storyline. Okay. But then they're they're very episodic. So, okay. But really, all you need to know is it follows Larry David as Larry David, as okay. the former you know head writer and co-creator of seinfeld yeah and so he's a rich jew in hollywood who's annoyed by everything (laughs) okay i mean it sounds entertaining uh that that's really basically it and he's always getting into always getting into shenanigans all right um and we'll we'll do six i'll have six episodes for you okay all right well in that case folks curb your enthusiasm next week on get wrecked we're going to talk about an angry jew it sounds like (laughs) so with that until next time folks as always you get wrecked out there stay wrecked and slap those hot dog fingers all over (laughs) you